0: In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about sex. Not only sex, we have our special guest, Kaz Riley, back talking about her book woman how to find understand and embrace your sexual pleasure this is part two if you haven't listened part one jump back an episode fascinating conversation insightful helpful for both men and women and we're back with part two on this episode and as usual we're giving away a free hypnosis guide that's all in the show notes we will be right back get ready for the motor city hypnotist david r wright
1: originating from the suburbs of detroit michigan he has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country, and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily, using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright
0: hello my friends this is david wright the motor city hypnotist and we are back with another episode of the motor city hypnotist podcast welcome back That is Matt. Matt Fox, my producer. Uh, With us also is Kaz Riley. She's hanging out for another episode after we just did episode number one. So I'm glad she's with us.
1: Yeah, Fascinating
0: information. And we're going to get into a little bit more. Uh, In the meantime, let me tell you where you can find me. Uh, My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you will find my podcast page with all of our episodes going back to number one. This is episode 98 so Woo-hoo. we are fast approaching the 100, the triple-digit mark. <laughs> so uh, I, Matt said I should do something special. I'm going to have to figure out if I, I don't should know prob- if I, I should I, probably –
1: yeah, we should probably talk, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah we'll <laughs> we have to figure something out, of course. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up. So, yeah, on the website also you'll find uh, my most recent videos of um, – Luckily, as as we've mentioned in past episodes, last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. my whole stage show season got wiped out. Right, but uh, it was nice to get back on the horse, so to speak, this year. Did you wipe and, off uh, some cobwebs? Yeah, uh, uh, no, I was. I, you know what? I honestly, I I didn't feel rusty at all. I was like, I, I was just, I was fired up to get back on stage. That's so awesome. Yeah, so I I ended up doing. Oh gosh, total what eight nine shows this spring? Which good you for know, you. Um, so yeah, and the last That's one fantastic. I just did was my home district of Woodhaven High School. So um, the reason I'm bringing that up is I just posted that video. Oh, did you? Uh, I was doing some editing. I just posted that today. So is that on your yesterday. YouTube channel? It it's not on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's on if you go to my website and look for shows. Uh-huh. Uh, you can follow that link. Will take you to Vimeo where you can either purchase or rent the the entire show front uh, beginning, beginning to end. Fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but that was that was kind of fun to get back on the horse. But you can look for past shows. Maybe, maybe you did a fair with me in, um, a couple summers ago and mm-hmm. wanted, hey, I remember that fair. I want that show. Take a look. I got to of stuff do? on there. What did, yeah, what did I do? What did I do? It's like, oh no! You have a brain like a chicken! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know what happened. I mean, there are a lot of shows... I I don't want to bring up specifics, but um, there was something said at this Woodhaven show that could have gone south really quickly. Oh, okay. And uh, it didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. And I was like, whew, I I saved my career. I'm okay. (laughs) you got to be careful with that. That
1: escalated quickly. I mean, that really (laughs) got out of hand fast. (laughs) Yeah, it could
0: have. Find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, both. Motor City Hypnotist and on Twitter and Instagram which are both Motor City Hypno H Y P N O not that I'm not hip I am but uh, I oh, want to make you're, sure this is you're, you're right H I P H Y P N O no you're H I P hip though yeah and as usual uh my free hypnosis guide is available in the show notes for anyone to download just click on that link you'll get a PDF with all of that information and the most important thing is wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're on, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, Pandora, mm-hmm. subscribe, follow, or collect. Collect. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these crazy, whatever they are, whatever the thing is you do on that on that platform, do it. Yes. Yeah, and and like me, or follow me, or connect with me, or collect me. I don't know Co- what. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then you, I'd be like. The, the fuck <laughs> You I, don't, I don't know. It's I don't crazy. know either. But
1: collect uh, you? Oh, yeah, okay. They,
0: they, they could collect me. That's you fine. You have one too
1: many? I'll collect right? you if you have All one right. too
0: many. What in blazes are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> um, and leave a review. So subscribe, collect, follow, whatever it is, and leave a review. That would help me out tremendously. Sure. And this episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success a hypnotic guide it is my Ooh. new book which will soon be out and i keep saying soon every podcast episode uh <laughs> there's progress it's being edited so there's progress uh and sure I, i'll just jump to cast from the yeah. cast how long did your edit editing process take
2: well, I I went chapter by chapter because I've never written a book before, okay. so it wasn't. It's, it was kind of all the way through, but it it's, it took me. It's, I, I'm 24 weeks for the whole process. Wow. So. Okay.
0: Okay. So so let me ask you, and we can, well we can be honest here because we're we're you know this is going to be go out to for everybody to know. But when you for, when you got your edited stuff back, were you like, what in the world I, should I even be writing? Did did you have any <laughs> thoughts like that? <laughs>
2: 'Cause I, it wasn't quite that bad. I had that feeling before I even
0: started
2: because This uh, <laughs> probably why it took me so long to start. I got
0: a couple of chapters back and I and I, I kinda I kinda thought of myself as like, I, I think I'm a decent writer. I mean I, I think I've done a well and, and then I got those first chapters chapters back like somebody murdered this murdered the manuscript. There was so much red. <laughs> So I'm like, oh man. So yeah, I just had that that little that little feeling of, oh geez, what should I do this? But yeah, I just wondered.
2: Yeah, it took me right back to being at school. Actually, you know, when you used to get your 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 kind of exercise book back with a red pen all over and me <laughs> right. Right at the bottom. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. then you feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, um, that's where you can find me, um, and that's what the episode is brought to you by. It is time for our winner of the week.
1: Done.
0: All right, so this this is a good story. Um, last last time we talked about the cure for hiccups, our last episode, which was kind of fascinating. But um, so this story comes from uh, Londonberry, New Hampshire. Really, Londonberry, New Hampshire, okay. on June twelfth. Restaurant owner Mike Zarella told Today Food. I guess that's a that's uh,
1: is that the restaurant or. Or is that to, the, uh... Told
0: today, food. I, I think that's the reporting agency. Okay, that's fair. That the man who wanted to remain anonymous had seemed like a regular diner until he paid the bill. Uh-huh. A gentleman came in at the bar and ordered a beer and a couple of chili cheese dogs, and then he ordered pickled chips and a, and a Patron tequila drink. Zarella said. And mm. around three thirty, he asked the bartender for the check. She gave it to him and walked away. And, and he said to her, "Don't spend it all in one place." Zorella said that because the restaurant was busy and the bartender didn't look at the check right away, wanting to get a waiting to get a break before submitting the payment. However, the, when the diner joked about not spending it all in one place multiple times, she went and looked at the amount. Hmm. Okay, so the the bill total yeah. was. Well, he he got hot dogs, chili dogs, chili and, dogs, and some and, uh, and tequila, pickle chips, and a patron. Is that a good 30, mix? Thirty-seven ninety was the was the amount of the bill. Okay. He left a sixteen thousand dollar tip. Okay. Sixteen thousand dollars. Don't
1: spend that all in one place.
0: <laughs> well, I see. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> typically, how, I know we do a lot of these anonymous story things, but
1: he, but he wrote a check, right?
0: Well, it was it was on a credit card. Oh, it was on a credit it, card. Cause, cause okay. On, it, they have a so the copy okay. of the
1: receipt. The rece- okay. Good. So um, he wrote a check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on. It looks like it was on a. Yeah, it was a Visa debit card.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, good for uh, that. That is very cool. When, my, when my, people the, the do The only
0: that. thing that irks me just a little bit is that he kept staying, staying. and saying, "Oh, don't spend it all oh. in one place." Like he he wanted, Look like he them. wanted them to see it somehow. Look but, at me. But that's Look okay. It's still generous. It's still more money than I could give away. Well, I mean, yeah. I'd love to give money away, but yeah. if I had it, right, right, right. Th- but that's all a problem. Uh, well,
1: if you have it and you don't need it, then whatever you want to do, man.
0: But in the, the story, goes well. Here's the other great part of the story. So what? she get, he gave the bartender the tip, and uh, what they did is they split this tip up with all the staff, ah, like the waiters, the dishwashers, the you know all the people in the place. Got they just split it up equally among everyone.
1: Huh. I wonder how many employees yeah. uh, were there.
0: Uh, let me, me look. Let split. me see if this shows that in the story. Um,
1: Maybe not. They 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 had a good night. We'll just say that eight.
0: eight Eight bartenders, wow, and kitchen workers. So not not a whole lot. Eight, ten, something like that. Eight, ten, twelve, something like that. So you that's know not bad. Ten
1: people. They all all walked away with what sixteen hundred bucks yeah. in their
0: pocket. I mean, it's, yeah, it's another thousand bucks in your pocket. But yeah. I mean, I thought it was a cool story. I mean, sixteen thousand dollar tip and. You know, it's it's cool just to take care of people. I, I know since this whole pandemic started, I felt really bad for restaurant workers mm-hmm. because and, and restaurants themselves just right. because of the whole shutdown and them right. not making money. So
1: ten people say that that's an extra stimulus payment right there. Sure,
0: absolutely. There it is. So yeah, so cool to whoever anonymous is who left the sixteen thousand dollar tip. Bam. Done. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. So we're back. We're back with Kaz Riley. I, I should read your, your intro again, uh, but I screwed it up the first time. <laughs> do it live! <laughs> do it live! i can it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing! Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we won't. So we're talking to Kaz about her new book. And I'm going to get this right, woman. How to find, understand, and embrace your sexual pleasure? And we hit on some great stuff last episode. So if you didn't listen to last episode, jump back because um, really great discussions with Kaz. Um, so so let let's start this episode, Kaz. As far as I noticed, and, and I, I told you I read the book in less than a day. Um, how do you feel like social media has affected women? And uh, do, do you think do you think it's 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 do you think it's hindered them in some way as far as their sexual expression or or being more confident
2: i think well everything's filtered isn't it i mm-hmm. think that's that's part of it everything is filtered um so you've got that side of it things like uh instagram you know certainly with the younger generations um or of young women certainly that has a massive impact um, and then I think, you know, social media generally, um, It just in terms of I think people are very afraid of they might appear on social media or be named on social media or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but even the way it's, there's advertising on there, you know, we're, we're very much taught about how we should be and and also about what pleasure is. You know, that's, that's the other thing I think is we've been taught that pleasure is – Doing things, going, you know, I going going shopping. What you can buy, what you consume, and you know, we've we've kind of come to this place where pleasure is almost something that we we were seeing that we have to consume. And mm. you know, when we think about, we consume social media, don't we? You know, Facebook yeah. and Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and we kind of miss the actual kind of the stuff that's really out there the natural kind of beauties and pleasures which most of which are actually really good for us you know are really exhilarating for our soul and sensuality Mm -hmm. and we you know we become focused on the stuff that we can buy and how we should look rather than how we feel so I think it does have a pretty negative effect on on both men and women, but especially women. Well, and and, and we talked about last episode that
0: the the whole um, the whole aspect of slut shaming, and, and 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 do you think that do you think that's uh, uh, I, I guess because of social media, do you think that's more prevalent nowadays than than it would be just by word of mouth?
2: Definitely, because yeah. social, you know, whereas I mean, you I, I know from. You know, when I was at school, we didn't have social media. You know, it was things like the phrase where the the phrase that was used, I don't know if this is a real kind of uh, British thing, is so you don't want to be the town bike, meaning... You know, you don't want to be the person that everybody thinks they can have a ride on. Which oh. I, I don't know if that's something <laughs> no, that, no, that that uh, is that definitely you, a British thing than. because not, I've not you know, heard whereas, of that. But. Whereas now, yeah. you know, it, it's that kind of thing of, you know, a reputation can be absolutely destroyed on social media in mm-hmm. seconds. Right. And, right. you know, and quite, quite wrongly so, you know, where, you know, it's, it's that similar. We're still at a place, aren't we, where some bloke can put up a conquest or say something and it's all seen as him mm-hmm. being, you know, amazing or stud, whatever this exactly the same scenario for a woman. Yeah. And, you know, she gets kind of hounded and trolled and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So yeah, sadly. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's, and that's the other, the other kind of, of quandary we get into is there's always been that double standard that again, women are seen as easy or loose or sluts and men, it, it shows them as virile and strong and, 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 Whatever the words are you want to attach to that. And that, and that double mm-hmm. standard has been around for forever. Um, and it still exists, I'm sure, in, in some form. It, it's, um, I, and, I, and I think that's, that's the, uh, I, again, another thing that, that women have, a, have a, that they're, I don't know, another weight they have to carry, let's call it, or another mm-hmm. thing that they have to deal with that men do not.
2: Yeah, and and we have this thing called erotic plasticity, which is a, a, a you know a really cool thing. Yes, um, and I, I was I was that know, was that of, was one yeah. of the, one of my
0: questions for you is is to go into erotic plasticity plasticity. Yeah, and what is it
2: plasticity, which is which is basically how much are we affected by uh, by our environment, by the the beliefs of the day, by um, you know, what other people might think. And it and it's, you know, it's well well researched now that women have a much higher erotic plasticity than, than men do. But when you look through history of the consequences of, you know, being sexual for a lot of women, we can kind of see why, you know, we would hold a lot more kind of, um, you know, fear and shame and worry and concern about what, what might be thought of as really according to what the kind of, Social normies at the time, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of these things have kind of lingered around. For, for you know, when you think about the term hysterectomy, for example, that was originally done not to help women that had you know, crummy periods or a terrible time with fibroids or whatever, that was because there was this terrible disease that was called hysteria, uh-huh. so it literally means cutting out the hysteria. Yep and the you know the 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 signs of that you know we' we're, we're not talking that long ago we no. were talking sort of a hundred years ago was a woman who had a high sex drive who um had sexual thoughts and fantasies who masturbated and you know and sometimes had sex with other women, mm-hmm. so they were locked up in in asylums and literally had their, their hysteria out of them so you know you can see why women might be a little bit more affected than absolutely uh, yeah
0: you know it's 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 funny you say that cast because i think we i was just said something to matt maybe a couple of episodes ago that uh you know in my lifetime there were still things called insane asylums that that was the name of them Mm -hmm. and that in my lifetime not that long ago Homosexuality was still a diagnosis in the DSM. Mm. So I mean and and you look at these things, it's like it's it's just it's today it's like almost mind blowing that wow, what it's just so barbaric. It's so (laughs) just It's really hard to believe. It really is. And
1: that's one of the reasons why you do the show. It's change your thinking, right? Uh, And you kind Mm -hmm. of bring it back to really what should we be talking about here? And, you know, change your thinking. Yes, it was called an insane asylum back in the day. What do we call them now? Mental health. You know, uh, you know, yeah, hospitals or so, whatever. Something
0: with a little yeah. bit more positive yeah. connotation. Yeah, But but even think <laughs> though that, and in, in, in just the fact that w- what you said, Cass, that the the term hysterectomy has stayed though. That that is that has never went away, even though it was attached to something that was just horrific. And still, yeah. that's what you're stuck with.
2: Absolutely, and you know we still have that. And our erotic, erotic plasticity kind of changes, you know, and. Certainly, you know this is something that I see and I, and I guess the beautiful thing about this is that it is it is you know it does have this flexibility about it, and as a woman learns more about herself, her body, embraces lets has you know her sexuality, her sensuality, her pleasure, and lets go a lot of, you know a lot of this kind of really prickly blanket of shame and guilt that mm-hmm. often women you know, I've had from being very young for no other reason than they're a woman, which is just crazy, you know, that changes. And you see them kind of, you know, really blossom and bloom. And it's not just about sex. It's about how they are, how they're confident in life, how they know their own boundaries better. They can assert themselves Mm -hmm. better, you know, and it's all this kind of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with sex, but actually because we're sexual beings, it does. So it, it's it, it's just a really amazing thing when you see women kind of mold their own kind of erotic plasticity rather than allowing it to be influenced by outside sources all the time. It, it's a really magical thing. Oh yeah, and and, and, and that definitely is the key.
0: Again, imagine be not being affected by outside influences. That that's a tough. That's a tough. Sure, that's a tough thing to, to be able to make happen that's but why you it is stay possible
1: you stay off of the social media so you don't have well, that outside i, of I
0: mean you, you could be a monk i mean you could isolate yourself and, and just you know not listen to anything but uh, you know i don't know yeah <laughs> Um, so no, that that's because that, again that was one of the terms I'd written down too, uh, Kaz, regarding erotic plasticity. A lot of the things and and let me let me address that too or like let me move off of that because there are a couple of things that I want to make sure we cover because these are important. I think one of one of the big things that I, that I took out of your book. You talk a lot about boundaries, both physical and psychological, and I, and mm-hmm. I think this is something huge that. And, and I, I'm not not saying intentional, but women don't think about ahead of time necessarily, or even men. I, I think it goes both ways. That that you you don't know what your boundaries are, and and that can be detrimental as well. Mm. So so tell tell me the the important thing about these these psychological and physical boundaries.
2: Well, the the it's I mean. They're important because they they affect every part of us. You know, to saying things like yes and no, we're all, we're all, everybody's pretty bad at saying no quite often, oh, you right. know, certainly as therapists, we see that all the time, don't we, you know, where people can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also knowing that our boundaries are, are flexible things and they are different for different situations, different people. Um, to have good consent practices, so that if we know what's okay for us and not okay, then actually we're able to express that. And there's many ways in which, you know, we can have our boundaries. It's understanding how we like to be touched, if we want to be touched mm-hmm. or not. Um, psychologically, it can be about what what is okay for me. What in my in my beliefs, whether it's within my religion, in how I how I view myself sexually, or whatever it may be it's knowing what my boundary looks like and everybody else knowing what their boundaries look like and then being able to to really kind of stick with that and then being able to to kind of mould them, you know. When we're at the start of a relationship, for example, our boundaries might be very different than they would be a year into a relationship or, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know, boundaries are so important in terms of our self-esteem, mm-hmm. our self-confidence, our safety, that's the other thing. You know, one of the things that's often asked of me, you know, am I, are women more unsafe if they become more sexual? And I'm like mm. saying they're not going out just being overtly sexual. Right. But understanding yourself that way means that your sexuality is actually within the container of your boundary. So you know what's okay for you and what's not. And therefore, it's much easier to kind of say what you want and what you don't want. And that makes them safer because then they know so they're not feeling they're not on that feeling they should be doing something or whatever it may be so i'll just on every level through life our boundaries are super super important absolutely and 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 i think
0: and you're right i think it just it enables you to be more i I, more comfortable because you know those boundaries are in place it it gives you that structure that you can be free within um whatever that's whatever those boundaries are for you
2: um it's, I guess it's also understanding as well that sometimes inside your boundaries stuff that doesn't belong to you either. And uh, that that's a cool thing when yeah. you've got to you know how to throw it out. You know, that that actually might have been my teacher's view or my parents' view or whoever's view and then being able to realise that doesn't belong to you so you can move it outside of your boundary as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um so so
0: I, I, there's so many questions. I guess I have like three or four notes that I wanted to go. I almost <laughs> want to go through your book line by line, but um, so let's, let's talk real quick. And I think this is very interesting, especially for women. You know what? I, I want to hit one thing first before we get on that. I, I saw your YouTube video of you with the, uh, the light, the life size model of the clitoris, which some people don't realize there it is. Yes. If you're on, if you're on uh, Facebook live, She's going to hold it up for you, mm-hmm. and most people. I, I watched the video, and most people could not identify it. They didn't know what it yeah. was, and they did not realize that it's not just the. And I'm, I'm going to use the wrong. Yeah, it's not just the tip. It's, it's not, it's not just that. Here. It goes all the way inside, around. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And for those of you listening to the audio on the podcast, uh, it's it's probably would you say palm size from your. Fingertips to your palm. That's
2: exactly it. Size of the palm. Yep, size of the palm. And this is in the unaroused state. Yes. So it's even bigger when it becomes engorged with blood, the same way that the penis
0: does. And what amazes me, and and the reason I wanted to bring this up is that for men, of course, we we just say we're idiots because we we don't know anything. (laughs) But But a lot of the women in the video had no idea. They had no idea that that that's what the clitoris is made up of. It's that large and it, gets, it goes
2: that far. Because we're never taught it. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're never taught it. You know, I, I've got a degree in applied biology uh-huh. I, and did reproductive biology. I was never taught it. Wow. It's, you know, and and, and on most textbooks, it's still, I mean, most textbooks don't even use the right term female genitals, which is actually vulva, we're, we're mm-hmm. taught the word vagina, which is just the the opening that goes up to the cervix. Uh, I mean, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, you're right because that is the standard
0: acceptable thing of the woman's genitals is vagina, but it's that's not that that doesn't encompass everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, that that really interested me because I I, I love the video and I wanted to, to to touch on that. The other one is. And, and I know we, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. Um, hit on a couple of, of the biggest orgasm myths, because you address this in the book as well, for women.
2: The, the biggest orgasm myth is that um, most women are able to come through uh, vaginal penetration mm-hmm. or orgasm yeah. um, via vaginal penetration. Yeah. And uh, most women believe that they should, but actually it's uh, less than 20% of women are able to do that. So you know, here's here's the here's the kicker, if you like, uh, is that you know, if if you're a if you're a guy, and you believe you've always made a woman come, the chances are you haven't.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like through penetration like- alone, <laughs> through penetration I alone. Wait, that's one of the biggest ones. How are you going to wipe a table with this little? It's not even wet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Some some men are very good at, at lying to themselves, you know. At uh they they think whatever. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, well I mean yeah. and, and, and I've I've I don't, I i do not i do not remember if that was in the book or not. Um it's a good point to bring up, but yeah, most men who you've been lied to at some point in your life let's say yeah i, I, yes. I, I
2: think I, i'm probably yes. a bit more gentle um, <laughs> yeah, <in the> look. <laughs> um you know because one of the reasons that women do that of course is not to upset their 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 kind of male the male partner but i mean there's so many i mean the other one of course is that um you know women need to be in love um to have an orgasm and if they don't it means it doesn't love their partner which mm. is again you know crazy stuff yes um uh, and the other one, of course, is that a partner can always tell. I get a lot of women that they'll say to me, "I've never had an orgasm, but my boyfriend tells me I have." I'm like, "Well, he doesn't decide." Um, that. right. <laughs>
0: well, that's, that's just <laughs> your boyfriend crazy. tells you a lot
1: of things. Let me just, yeah, say he
2: doesn't get to decide. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I, I,
0: that just sounds so ridiculous. I can't even. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's that's pretty pretty insane. So so let's I I know I know Kaz we could go on and on. Now, I want to give you a couple minutes though. Tell us tell us one again the title of the book and I will have it. I have all this information in the show notes, folks. Cool. But tell the folks where they can find you, where they can get your book. And and people, I'm telling you, you need to, you need to, if woman or man, it doesn't matter. Everyone will benefit from this book. So go out and get it. it it's it's special so much information and some of it you you would be really surprised like as far as like wow I never knew that um, so yeah tell us Kaz where they can find you where they can get the book and I'll push them there
2: Cool. Okay, so the, the title of the book is Woman, How to Find, Understand, and Embrace Your Sexual Pleasure. That is available on Amazon, absolutely everywhere, on Kindle and on paperback. Um, there is a website that goes with the book, which is com, where you can access lots of free stuff from the start of next week for that, which is awesome. Um, you can find me also um, on my website, sexualfreedomhypnosis.com and .org. Um, and um, come and have a look at my YouTube channel, which is trancing in the sheets. I'm on Instagram also as at trancing sheets, Tumblr, any, just about anywhere. So come and have a look at that. Come and subscribe to that because that there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on on my channel about sex and hypnosis and sometimes a mixture of the two, which is kind of interesting. Well, so, well yeah, that could be a whole yeah.
0: separate episode, which we may, have to, <laughs> we may have to come back and we may have to come back and do that one, Kaz. Right? <laughs> so, yes, uh, all of that information, folks, is going to be in the show notes, where all those, all the information Kaz just gave you will be in the show notes. But do something right now is go to Amazon, look for the book, and buy it today. Uh, again, you won't regret it. Tons of information, man or woman, you're going to learn a lot. Kaz, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for, for all the information. And, uh, yeah, I'm so glad your book's out, and I hope it does well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, Kaz, we'll talk soon. Everybody else, change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.